What is up, everybody? Rick here. Hope y'all are having a good Wednesday. Um, I reckon let's get right in it. Um, I think probably the best way to do it, uh, I mean, you guys do whatever you want, you know. Uh, I'm just a podcast guy. I'm not a cop. But um, I think probably the best way to do it would just be to read the verses that I'm going to be going over, and I'll put that in the title of, of the episodes that I'm doing um, beforehand, and then or, or maybe just following along. Um, but I, I think beforehand would be better because um, – you know, I won't be reading every verse. I'll just be kind of doing the stories. And so, you know, I figure if you read what I'm talking about beforehand and then you come in and listen here, it can be a good secondary resource for you. But um, do it however you would like to, whatever works for you. So uh, First Nephi, uh, chapter 1, if you're familiar with the church or you grew up in it, um, it's a very commonly known chapter. You know, it's the first one, people who start to read the Book of Mormon um, but then don't get all the way through. You know, you always hit this part first that's what I mean pretty much everyone uh, who's familiar with the book has the first couple sentences memorized and uh, if you're not a member of the church or uh, you're not familiar welcome glad to have you uh, if you if you're curious to learn more uh, go ahead and check out church of Jesus Christ.org or come into Christ.org uh, either one of those will work they're, they're good resources and uh, but either way happy to have you and I hope you enjoy your experience here and thank all of you for tuning in um, and, and I apologize for the audio quality. I, I've still got those allergies and I, I haven't found a good audio, um, editing software yet. Um, but when I do, it'll, it'll get a little better. So if you hear random sniffles or, um, whatever in the background, I apologize for that. Um, so let's just get right in it. Uh, it starts off with Nephi, uh, Nephi. He's a pretty sick dude in, uh, in my opinion, he, uh, you know, he talks a little bit about himself. He says, you know, I, my parents are pretty cool. They taught me a lot. Of, you know, I'm taught well in the learning of my father and things like that. And uh, I've seen some hard stuff, but, you know, I've, I, I believe in God and I've, I, I've been favored by him and I know of his goodness. And uh, I'm going to make a record about, you know, my life and stuff. Very cool. Thank you, Nephi. And he talks a little bit about his father. There was a little bit, um, like a hundred and something pages of, of manuscript of the original translation of the Book of Mormon that were lost, actually. Um, and uh, that was kind of the record of, of Lehi. But um, luckily, Nephi talks a little bit about um, Lehi's Nephi talks a little bit about Lehi's experiences. Sorry, a little bit confusing sometimes with the names. Uh, Nephi's the son, Lehi's the father. Um, so basically Lehi, his father, um, is very concerned about the people of Jerusalem and their wickedness. You know, they're up to some not so great things, being a little sus. And, uh, he says, uh, he, he just kneels down to pray, um, as one does when they're very concerned about things. And, and, uh, he just poured out his whole soul. He was like, dude, this is not ideal. Um. You want to help us out, por favor? And as what you know, what usually happens when you pray, God came down as a pillar of fire and stood in front of him and showed him a bunch of stuff, which clearly is a, happens all the time. Anybody who's prayed knows that. Uh, <laughs> no, I wish. Um, yeah, came down upon a rock and just showed him a bunch of stuff, and he was like, "Okay, that's super, not cash money." He was very shaky, as I imagine anybody would be. Um, he goes to his bed, casts himself upon it. I imagine it was a very big, nice bed. You know, they had a lot of riches and stuff. And, um, probably very comfortable. And uh, 
you know, just very overwhelmed with things he had seen. And the spirit was like, all right, vision part two. And just kind of overcame him. And um, he saw the heavens and he saw God sitting on his throne. A bunch of angel homies were around him, uh, just kind of hyping him up and praising him and singing towards him. And, um, and he sees one descend down to earth and, and, and you know, his luster was above that of the noonday sun, just super bright. Um, and he sees 12 following after him that are less bright, but still very bright. And uh, he compares them to the, the stars. He exceeds that of the stars. Um, and they came, stood on the earth, and they said, hey, here's a book, and you should read it. And Lehi said, okay, cool, because when glowing figures tell you to read a book, you read the book. And as he read, the spirit was like, hello, I'm here. And he felt it. And he read basically God saying, hey, Jerusalem, yeah, you've been doing some kind of sucky things. That is a uh, super not ideal. You, a lot of you are going to die. And some of you are going to be captive. And uh, yeah, maybe don't be wicked next time. And... Uh, when he, you know, he he read a bunch more stuff and saw a bunch of very cool things, and he, uh, you know, he just declares to God, you know, oh man, you're super great, great and marvelous are your works. Um, your throne's high, your power, uh, your throne is high in the heavens. Your power, goodness, and mercy are over all the habitants of the earth, and um, basically just saying, you are you are great and powerful, and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> You don't mean everybody, right? Like, like those who, those who like worship you and like, like actually care about what you have to say. We're, we're cool, right? Like, like I'm not, I'm not included in that, right? Like, I'm, we're, we're good, right? You're, you're a reasonable guy. Uh, and um, that, yeah, and so, and Nephi goes on to say that you know he's not going to make a full account of the things which his father written uh, had written. Because there was a lot of it. Um, he said he won't make a full account of that, but um, he is going to make a full account of his proceedings in his days, um, which would make sense. And uh, he makes an abridgment of the record of his father on pod plates, which he made, um, which um, I assume probably are um, at least partially the, the hundred and something pages that were lost. Um, and then, you know, he talks about things that the Lord has shown him or had shown his father Lehi about the destruction. And, and Lehi, you know, as any good homie does, he went around telling everybody, you know, he's freaking Paul Revere up in here. He's like, the fiery wrath of the Lord is coming. The fiery wrath of the Lord is coming. You know, trying to let everybody know. Um, and uh, sorry, I lost my place here. And so, yeah, he went among them and, and prophesied unto them and said, hey, maybe get your act together, por favor. And uh, they were like, no, you're stupid. We're not going to do that. And they mocked him a lot. And, you know, because, you know, humans don't really like to hear, hey, you're wrong. Go be not wrong. You know, that's that's hard for people to hear sometimes. And especially, um <laughs> I imagine a people who are wicked enough to have God say, all right, and we're done, you know, kind of hit the reset button. I imagine a people like that are, are going to be a little bit prideful and uh, kind of lifted up in that 
pride of their hearts that is talked about so often. And um, I don't imagine they're very open to constructive criticism, right? And so he's calling them out for things they know to be true. And so they're going to be kind of a corner badger about this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they didn't like him because he spoke plainly unto them. Um, about their wickedness and about the coming of, of Christ. And, uh, you know, how angry people get when you tell them the truth sometimes. So they heard these things, they were angry, uh, even, you know, as it goes with prophets, especially in ancient times. And, you know, before they had stoned and slain prophets and cast them out, and they also wanted to do the same to him. They're like, yeah, you know, if it works, it works. Don't fix what ain't broke. Same old system. And, um, <laughs> But Nephi hops in here and said, but don't worry, okay, this is not the end here. I will show you that the Lord is merciful, and he has power to do all things um, and to help people uh, when they have faith in him and to make regular people mighty, uh, even unto delivering them from their trials. Uh, I imagine we could all use a little bit of that this year. Um, hopping into chapter 2. Um, and Lehi is sleeping again. Again, we're back to the fancy bed. I really, I don't know what his bed looked like. I, re I really don't know. But maybe it's just because I'm tired. Or maybe it's just because I'm tired. I am. Um, it is 2 a.m. right now when I'm recording this. But uh, I keep thinking about that bed. Must have been real comfy. Uh, he seems to go to it a lot. Um, anyway. <laughs> God comes to him in a dream and says, uh, hey, that was super cash money of you. Um, you know, blessed are you. Um, you know, you, you did right by the people. You, you put in a good effort. And, um, you know, you've been faithful to me. You, you went and you shared that word that I gave unto you, and you, you did what you could. Um, but because you've obeyed me and because you've done this, um, they're trying to kill you. So sorry about that. Um, comes with the job, I guess. And he said, so quick fix, though, real quick fix. Um, don't even, don't you fret. Don't you worry. Lehi, I've got a freaking great plan. I've got a, I've got a, you're going to love this. And he says, okay, I want you to take your family, leave your stuff behind, and go to the wilderness. Yes, yes, I, I know you have a comfy bed. I understand, but go away from it into the wilderness. You know, I told you, quick fix. <laughs> And, uh, you know, obviously came to pass that he was obedient. Um, you know, I imagine I might be a little more obedient if God came to me in a fiery pillar and told me that my city was going to be destroyed. Um, and it came to pass. He took his entire family. And they left in the wilderness and left all kinds of stuff behind. They left their house, their inheritance, their gold, their silver, their precious things. And they didn't take anything except the, the people, their family, um, you know, their basic provisions like food and stuff and, and their tents. And they just hightailed it out of there. <laughs> and they came near the, uh, near the Red Sea. And um, they traveled in the wilderness kind of by there in that area of the Red Sea. And... Um, their family consisted of Sariah, which was the mother, um, and the elder brothers of Nephi, Laman, Lemuel, and Sam. Um, Nephi was the youngest. And uh, 
you know, so they were walking around in the wilderness for three days, and Lehi uh, kind of pitched his tent in it's in a valley by the side of a river of water, and he built an altar uh, just to make an offering to God and give thanks and stuff, and um, he was like. You know, my uh, he's thinking about his kids probably, um, how he wants them to be. I, I imagine. I mean, I'm not a parent yet, um, but I uh, I imagine that you know when you're a parent, you want the best for your kids, and uh, and um, I imagine you know I imagine that's the kind of love that um, that Lehi had for his kids at least, and he wanted good things for them. He wanted them to grow up righteously, which I think is admirable, and. Uh, so he named the river, he named it Laman, after his firstborn. And it, it says it emptied into the Red Sea, and um, he, he called Laman over and he said, Hey, I want you to be like this river. I want you to constantly run into the fountain of righteousness, okay? To think of the Red Sea as the fountain of righteousness, and this river is you, and I want you to continually um, feed into that. I want you to, I want that righteousness to be in you, you know, which, you know, I think, I think, um, I think a lot of parents want that for their kids. And uh, it really shows um, Lehi's desires. I mean, it seems like a guy that really, really cared a lot about, um, about people and about doing what's right <laughs> with, uh, with how, how he prayed for his people in Jerusalem and, and how now he's doing what he can to, um, to keep Laman and Lemuel um, kind of on the right track. And, and I mean, if you're familiar with the Book of Mormon, you know it doesn't always stay that way, but we'll get to there. No spoilers yet. I mean, I, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. But anyway, this is an endgame. Um, it's been out for a couple centuries. And um, he also spoke unto Lemuel. Um, the second born, and yeah, yeah, I think, and he said, he, he compared him to the valley, or at least he, he wants him to be like the valley. He said, oh, that thou mightest be like unto this valley, firm and steadfast and immovable in keeping the commandments of the Lord. He said, look at this, look at these rocks, look at this, look at this mighty valley. Um, I want you to be unmovable like this. I want you to be unshaken um, in, in your faith and in your obedience to the commandments of God. He he had been blessed for his obedience, and, and and he wants that for his kids. And so he said, um, immovable in keeping the commandments of the Lord. And and he he explains that he said these things to Laman and Lemuel because they were kind of the worst. Um, they complained all the time. They were super prideful, just stuck up jerks. Um, and they complained against their father a lot because he was a you know a visionary man or. Somebody that was crazy, basically. Um, and, you know, he's chasing them. He's leading them in a wild goose chase um, out of, uh, you know, all of their comforts, all of their nice stuff. And, uh, you know, they're like, you're just an idiot. You're a stupid old man. Why are you bringing us out here? You know, so we don't like them. They're kind of the worst. I'm um, sorry about that. And so, and, you know, they're the oldest, you know, and they complained, you know, they felt they had a little bit more liberty too. Um, but they did this because they they couldn't see, they couldn't understand the way Nephi and Lehi did. They they were or they couldn't or wouldn't see 
um, or, or didn't have the faith to see the dealings of God. A lot of times, I think, in our lives, um, it can be easy to see what's right in front of us and not see the hundred other battles that are being fought on our behalf um, just outside of our field of vision. And, uh, you know, and yes, I got this from like a live, laugh, love style accent piece in my mom's house, but uh, we we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we always know who holds tomorrow, you know, and then, um, you know, and I guess I said I'd save most of the serious stuff for Sunday, but I mean, this is just, this is, this is scripture, you know, there's going to be serious stuff and, and um, I, I think it can be easy to not know the dealings of that God that created us. Um, but if you look at the examples of Nephi and Lehi, who uh, reflected on the goodness of God in their lives and on those good things and, and, and took the time to do that and to genuinely seek and to um, ponder on the things which they knew. They, uh, they were blessed for that. And we'll see that with Nephi in a second. We have seen that with Lehi. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we always like to see ourselves as the protagonist. And I grew up thinking, oh, I'm, I'm basically Nephi, you know. But I, uh, I've seen a lot of Laman and Lemuel in, in me sometimes. And, I, and I've seen it in others. And I, uh, I, I think introspection is, is always a good thing to do. Um, when it comes to things like that. <laughs> anyway, continuing right along. Um, they didn't believe the words of their father um, that Jerusalem would be destroyed. They're like, you know, whatever. Jerusalem's like the best city in the world. Which, I mean, how many times do you think ancient civilization said that? Oh, you know, Rome, Rome can't be sacked. Rome is Rome. You know, it'll stand forever. Oh, you know, and I mean, how much do, how, how many times do we, do we think that about things that are here now? You know, how many cities have been reduced to dust that people thought would last forever? Um, anyway, sorry, just a random thought. But, uh, yeah, sorry, we're getting a little serious here. We're getting, uh, maybe it's just the 2.15 a.m., on the clock talking, but, um, yeah, they just, they didn't buy it. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, uh, his dad was like, Hey, you're dumb. Stop it. And he did speak unto them in the Valley of Lemuel. It says with power being filled with the spirit and literally just kind of yelled at them until they shook before him. And he just roasted them. They had nothing to say. And they did what he said after that. And verse 15 here, I want to draw attention to this. This is, and my father dwelt in a tent. A lot of people, you know, you, there's a joke going around a while back and probably still now. Somebody said, what's your favorite scripture verse? You know, do you have it memorized? And I always say, oh, First uh, Nephi 2, 15. It's, and my father dwelt in a tent. He's just one to remember. But um, that's significant. because we talked about earlier, it mentioned a couple times about how much, um, inheritance they had and, and all their gold and their silver and their possessions and their um, their estate. <laughs> you know, like the fancy bed I talked about that Lehi probably had. Um, and so at a word from God, this man, Lehi, took his entire family out of the wilderness, not knowing where his destination was, um, and left all of that behind. And... Uh, 
I think a lot of us could uh, could learn to sort our priorities the way the Lehigh seems to have done it. And I think he's got a pretty good handle on it. And uh, that's something I need to work on for sure. Um, but yeah, I like that first. It's, it's simple, but it shows. Um, and my father dwelt in a tent. You know, I like it. Um, the Nephi comes in again. He says, you know, I'm young, um, but I'm kind of ripped. I'm kind of swole. I do be having those gains. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm young, but I'm also, like, huge. And uh, I also really have this strong desire to know the mysteries of God. I, I want to know what's going on, you know. Um, and so I thought, hey, my dad said a prayer. There was a pillar of fire. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I want to get on on that. And so he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord came unto him again. Um, you know, very common. And he softened the heart of Nephi, and kind of soothed him a little bit, and um, he softened his heart so that he did believed all of the words. Um, of his father, and he did not rebel against him like his brothers. And, and I love the difference here. You know, you got Laman and Lemuel that are being just dumb about it, and they're getting angry over stupid stuff. Well, you know, we left plumbing behind and fancy beds and whatever else, you know. <laughs> There's a new Fortnite season next week, and if I don't get this battle pack, um, so yeah. Laman Lemuel being super toxic and just kind of wanting to complain. You know people like that who just complain to complain. I reckon I know a couple, uh, myself included sometimes. And uh, But the difference in Nephi being here, I mean, and, and it says the Lord softened his heart here. A lot of people think that Nephi could do no wrong or that he just was always unshakable. But um, he, he did. You know, I imagine that was hard on him to leave everything. He was the youngest in his family. And, I mean, okay, he's huge, but he's still young. And uh, I imagine that was hard on him. I, I think that would be hard on most people. Um, but instead, and even if his heart was a little hard about it, he, uh, instead of just complaining to complain, he sought to understand. He sought understanding first before jumping right to the negativity. So many lessons, right? No, you can't say that the Book of Mormon and uh, and Scripture is not compatible in today's life or in in, in daily life. I can English, I promise. Um, yeah, that is absolutely applicable. Seek to understand before you jump right to the negativity, right to the complaining, right to the condemning. Seek to understand first. Seeking knowledge is always the best thing you can do as a first step. Um, and he didn't, again, you know, when Lehi went and prayed, he, he took it to the people. When, when Nephi went and prayed, he went to his brother, Sam, the, the other one that we haven't talked about yet. And he told him everything that the Lord had told him. And, um, Sam believed him. He, he was like, all right, I, uh, I'll buy it. Um, and he went to Laman and Lemuel as well. Um, even though they were complaining, even though they were whatever, I'm, I'm sure he was aware of it. I'm sure everybody was. Um, I'm sure the people in Jerusalem probably were with how loud they might have been. And uh, they, but they wouldn't listen, you know, um, similar to the people of Jerusalem with Lehi, I think. And Nephi could have left it at that easily. And uh, I, 
I hope I wouldn't do that, but I I think maybe I would. I think maybe some of us would. But he was grieved, it says, because of the hardness of their hearts. He was saddened by this. He you know, there's brothers. He he wants them he wants them to have good things, similar to his brother's desire for or is to his father's desire for them. He he wants his family to to partake of that of that righteousness with him. And uh yeah, this this is this is kind of a blow to him. And he cried unto the Lord again. And the Lord came unto him saying, and and, and you'll hear this phrase a lot when, when people go and they and they pray, um, having a, a righteous desire in their heart. He said, Blessed art thou. You do you're doing good stuff. You know, he said, because of your faith, blessed art thou, you have sought me diligently with 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 that humility, that lowliness of heart. And uh, you know, he's like, you you're doing right by me. You keep going this way. You keep you keep keeping my commandments. Um, you keep doing what I say. You will prosper, and you, we will get you to a good spot, a land that has been prepared for you guys. And it is it's the best, man. It's the Ritz. Okay, I'm I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. But you just you just gotta hold on. And, and you're doing great, and I'm really proud of you. You know, and I, I think a lot of, and it, man, every time I go through the Book of Mormon, every freaking other verse, there's something you can kind of take into your own life. And um, oh, and also, you know, with the Book of Mormon, um, the Mormon who compiled them mentions later on that he could not conclude one one hundredth of all the records he had. So he had to be very carefully guided by God to select what to put in here. So technically for every verse in there, there's a hundred that, that could have been in there. So it's always good to, to really analyze what's being said to know, okay, why was this here? This is here for a reason. Why? Why is this in the Book of Mormon? What do I need to get out of this? You know? And, uh, So, you know, he says, um, you're doing great. You've got these righteous desires. You're doing right by me. I need you to keep going. I, I, you keep doing this. I've got a, I've got a place prepared for you. That is so good. It is, it is choice above all other. <laughs> yeah. I just need you to hold on a little bit longer. And you know, how many of us do you think if we, if we go to him, how many of us do you think he would say that to? I, I, I reckon all of us, right? And and maybe maybe some of us aren't doing so well right now, um, and 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 that's okay. Um, there there have been measures put in place. There is the atonement. Um, you can be forgiven of of these things, and and you know even if you're not religiously affiliated or or, or anything like that, or um, if if our beliefs differ slightly, I. Uh, I think that we have a loving God who understands that we are human and he just wants what is best for us. And um, I think that if we could talk to him face to face right now, tonight or this morning, I guess, or y'all are going to be listening to this um, a little later on when I upload it. So if we were to just on this Wednesday, have God come in right now, wherever we are and, and look us in the eye and tell us, I imagine he would say something similar to, Hey, I see you. I love you. You are good. And I have, so many good things in store for you. I have this promised land, this choiceable other land. I, I, I offer you rest. I just need you to keep going a little bit longer. You know, uh, somebody told me once the, the teacher is always silent during the test. Um, so keep going. You've, you've got this. As far as getting through hard days goes, you know, you're batting a thousand. You are, you are unbeaten. You are unbeaten. And that's not to say you will never stumble, but it's, you always get back up. You are, 
you are uh, you're the reigning champ when it comes to that. You're you're at a hundred percent. Um, so keep going. I know that you got this, and uh, I would strongly recommend leaning on Christ for support. He's the only one who knows perfectly what any of us are going through. Um. <laughs> So anyway, continuing uh, with chapter two, and we're about done here, and I, I think that's about all we're going to do for this uh, segment, um, and uh, we'll, we'll do some more tomorrow. Um, so he says, um, a, a land which is choice above all others, and, you know, your your brother might rebel against thee. You know, they're, they're going to give you a hard time, but they will be cut off from me as they do so. They, they will not prosper. They will not receive these same blessings as they rebel against you. You are righteous. You're doing these things. And if they are rebelling against you, then they are also rebelling against me because you are doing my work. And, and as they do that, they will be cut off and they will not prosper in the same way. He <laughs> um, says, when they rebel against me, I'm going to curse them with a you know horrible curse. Uh, it's going to really suck for them. And they're not going to have any power over you, over your descendants. You know, it is a multi-generational thing. It's very, very sketchy. Um, unless, you know, unless your seed decide to rebel against me also, then they will also lose those blessings. Um, and if they rebel against me, you know, then the seed of your brethren will be their punishment, um, which is which is really interesting. He says, you know, Nephi, you're doing right by me. Um, please keep doing that. And as people try and fight against you, they will not prosper. And, but if your descendants and, and, you know, they won't prosper against your descendants either, but if your descendants begin to rebel against me as well, then their enemies, your brother's descendants will be a scourge onto them. They, that will be their curse, their punishment. Um, and pull a, kind of pull an Uno reverse card on them. And, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's um, an interesting way that he set that up, and uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening, um, and uh, I hope you guys got something out of it today. And um, I think that things have been super rough this year, but I think as we stick together and as we try to do a little better every day and, and try to do those things that are right. And, and good. Um, I think good will always triumph over evil in the end. And there will be some battles lost, but that just means that it's not the end. <laughs> and uh, like I said earlier, you know, with the live, laugh, love type accent thing, we do not know what tomorrow holds, but we do know who holds tomorrow. And that, that feels pretty great to me. Um, have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody, and I uh, hope you enjoyed.